0: Oh, yeah. I got I to gotta brush my teeth, man. I got to have a you know, I'm saying a nice white smile.
1: You're going to brush your teeth while we're
0: mm-hmm. – okay? There's never a wrong time, man, you know?
1: Mm. This is Cougar Afterthought Show. I'm with Galen Robinson, who is brushing his teeth right <laughs> fucking now. He's just Absolutely. brushing his teeth.
0: Absolutely, man. It's it never... doesn't make any sense. Nobody's gonna smell your breath, Galen. It's all about presentation, though, Ryan. You know. But presentation is something else. It's what you look like, not what your breath. See, see, I feel like I feel like I, I my breath is fresh, so I can talk some, some real stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? So, huh. Oh, that was a crazy game, boy. Ooh, good. Season. I didn't notice. Nah, that was a uh, huh, funny guy that was. Let's go Starnes,
1: let's go. Uh, So let's just go into first thoughts. What are your first thoughts about what you saw today
0: and gritting it out and surviving? Uh, I will say that A&M, they, they did come out of the gate with like a different level of intensity. Like, they definitely tried to set the tone with their energy, for sure. but uh, To start uh, the game, is yeah, what to you're saying. Yeah, but okay. with the they're we were able to get good shots. Um, not turn the ball over as much, but that – in the second half, we were able to, you know, make threes, and then it got to a point where we stopped making them, and they went on their little run, and it's like that little zone that they were in, it kind of became a factor, and it kind of messed up the rhythm of our offense, and it kind of looked like we were just – real stagnant you know what i'm saying so um and that's what hurt us and that's why they were able to keep you know because our rhythm they had the momentum going their way so you've
1: seen this stagnation a few times over the last couple years it was uh, the most prevalent is alabama last year right uh you let a 16 point lead slip away today mm-hmm. you let a 21 point lead slip away i don't think you ever they ever gave up the lead i think Yeah. They, uh, AM tied it, but I don't think they ever gave up the lead. Uh, that kid can shoot. Yeah. Wade Taylor, the fourth. I always like a fourth. Yeah. (laughs) You need to, you need to, you have a kid. You're a junior, right? Yeah. You got
0: two more to go until we get to a fourth. Uh, He was going crazy. But it's like he was able to, like, he was coming off screen, splitting them, getting the paint. And once you see a – you know, when you're a guy like that, he has the ultimate green light. Once you, you know, have a little bit of success, it kind of – your confidence is through the roof. And then you see a couple yeah. of threes go in, and it's just like Pandora's box, like it opens. And it's, his team, they fed off of that. You know, whenever you're making shots, it's always, you know, good to feed off of that type of energy. But, um, yeah, hats off to him. He He definitely, definitely put on a show, for real. Like I was just kind of – he, he was real crafty, like it just—he yeah. was, was real deceptive with his eyes, like it was one play at the top of the key. He passed it, looked like he just his his everything about him was facing this way. Boom, went back this way, got a, got a shot off, you know, and it was just enough. He got a, just enough space from Jamal to get it off, and it went in. But like, yeah, have, yeah, he's a real crafty, smart dude. So, Buzz Williams in the post game said that they were trying to do
1: things like that, be crafty kind of be sneaky with it. But at some point everybody knows who's shooting it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got to be on top of that. Kelvin said that AM basically abandoned their offense and yeah. just gave it to number four. Yeah. Like just go do your thing. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, but it really worked today. Uh I mean he hit some just straight up daggers just you thought UVH was going to crumble a couple times and then Emmanuel freaking Sharp comes up with a big three-pointer he hits two free throws at the end of the game uh that's a guy that that you've loved his shot for a while and and kind of liked what he's about right
0: absolutely absolutely i knew this year was going to be a big year for him and it was like uh i forget at which point in the game i was like he, I think he was like three of 10 from three. And I was like, I hope he doesn't stop shooting. Like keep shooting, keep shooting. And sure enough he did. And like, he was able to hit some, hit a big one. And then obviously make two such free throws, but I'm definitely happy for him. And I was glad he was able to stay with it because, you know, as a shooter, when the shots not falling at the rate that you wanted to, you got to shoot yourself out of those slumps. You got to keep shooting, you know? So I was glad he was able to stay resilient and that helped us come out victorious.
1: We're going to look at a comment or two. Uh, I've got one for you. He's the godfather, not E.E. E. Cummings. You better get that name capitalized.
0: I don't even know who E.E. E. Cummings is. That
1: Well, that was the whole question is, do you know who E.E. E. Cummings is? <laughs> no, and no. I knew.
0: Like I awesome. knew.
1: Well, there you go. Oh, he is. Okay, cool. Uh, so our new branding, we're, we're not capitalizing things, right? Mm. It's just going to happen. We're doing it with everything. So y'all need to just deal with it. It's not a big deal. That was what we went with. And Galen, too. Deal with it. It'll be all right. E.E. Cummings, they say. Uh, But yeah, Galen, it's part of his contract. He doesn't get it capitalized. But (laughs) thanks, Rusty, for that. Uh, This is a good question. How would you have guarded
0: Wade Taylor? Uh, I wouldn't have let him get it off. Like, get off his shots. I uh, I feel like J- Jamal. He definitely did a good job, but it's like when a guy like that has is having success, and you kind of want to cut his water off completely. You might tend to gamble a little bit. So it was a couple yeah. positions where he kind of gambled, and especially late. Yeah, yeah, late, and it's just like kind of got himself out of position. And it's like obviously I I know what he's thinking, but it's just like sometimes you have to kind of trying to hold back from doing that just because if you if you don't come out if, it, if the situation if you don't steal the ball then it can end up hurting you and it's like it ended up hurting us but uh um, yeah. you know when the guys making shots like the last three he made it was like his feet were he shot it like he was like running and it just it's like when the guys having one of those types of nights it's just all you can do is just contest and live with the results and i thought that jamal did a good job of contesting even though Certain times he was out of position, but it's just like that was just a good player making some good plays. Do you see who this was
1: that uh, asked that question? That's Jonathan Laredo, the student manager, the head student manager for this mm. team. He's asking you questions on the live stream.
0: Mm. You know. no, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't think Wade Taylor would have had that type of – I would have stuck to him like white on rice. <laughs>
1: oh, so you would have been better? Is that what you're saying? I'm
0: not saying I would have been better, but it's just like I would have, I would have did my best to not let him get off a shot. Like he wouldn't have. How been
1: do bad. you do that? What, what could you have done to get him to the
0: point where he can't even get off a shot? I feel like a lot of, uh, like defense is just anticipation. And it's just, it's, I, I can't, it's not really something that you can teach anyone. It's more so like a feel that's acquired. So it's just like I just have a feel for like, what somebody is about to do, especially a guard like that. Um, but like I said, I'm not saying I could have did a better job because when those guys, those types of guys, are having that type of night, there's not really much you can do. Um, good offense beats, beats good defense any day of the week. But um, yeah, he was just, just a good player making some good plays.
1: Another question: Why do you kids do the phone where it's like this instead of like this? Oh, I'm, oh you're got- all messed up. Yeah, I, but uh, your entire generation does that. And I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, Terrence Arsenal. Yeah. Kelvin says most likely tore his Achilles on a non-contact. Um, I mean, that's just brutal. Terrence yeah. was starting to come around. He was yeah. starting to put it together. Uh, he had bulked up and, you know, put on some size, and his rebounding had started really coming around. Yeah. And then just freak accident, and you yeah. hate to see it. I mean, this I is right like around the, the same time like two years ago when Marcus
0: yeah, was, and Tremont Mark went down. I do feel like, the, like an Achilles, like an injury of that sort, I feel like this is probably the first time that we may have had an injury in our program since we've had a coach Bishop just because he, he does an amazing job with like uh, I could be wrong, but this is, I don't think anybody's ever, I can't recall, but um, he does a good job with injury prevention with in the weight room. And that's why, because of, you know, because of Bishop, he does a good job of like developing guys like evenly, like you're not, you're getting your whole entire body is getting strong, you know? So, yeah, but it's like, yeah, that's hate to see that. I was really looking forward to him taking a big jump this year. And I definitely noticed, you know, his growth as, as far as like him looking like a man, you know, like he looked a lot more athletic, Yeah, you know, I was excited to see him in big 12 play, but you know, I know he's going to have a great rehab team around him. So I wish him the best of luck getting healthy.
1: Yeah. Um, there was speculation that it was an ankle early on. I wish it was. John Houston did not go back and work on him. It was pretty much like hand him off. Yeah. And I thought that was a really bad sign. Yeah. Uh, because if you know it's an Achilles or you think it's an Achilles, then there's nothing you can do. There's not a amount nothing. of stretching or, or nothing, rubbing or anything. Nothing. Uh, and obviously, Bishop does a great job. Uh, oh, there's Starnes Leland hey. joining. From the Cougar and job. from the 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 dot uh, and so Bishop does a great job, but even if you you train the right way and you do it evenly, it, yeah,
0: there's
2: certain things I mean, Achilles just is just be- going to happen, yeah, right?
0: There are certain things you just can't prevent, like yeah, heartbroken. Yeah. It's tough, especially because it seemed like
2: he was. Oh, are revered. you just going to
1: jump in now? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, good for it's, you.
2: It seemed like. You know, we we were hearing things that like you know it felt like he was really getting ready to start to come on, and he was you getting better every that. game. Sorry, <laughs> this uh, Starns Leland to this week interviewing
1: Kellen, just going to town doing his thing. Galen, of course, <laughs> the Godfather with those jackets. Man, I love those jackets. And Ryan, born in the seventies, uh, had that's a, that's a better man. hair to-
0: God damn. Go, go back to that. Yo, that's crazy. I've
1: never I'm going to tell a, you something, son. The, I'm going to tell you
0: something. you like a mature young boy.
1: <laughs> I was an adult from the time I was born. Like I was an angry old man from day <laughs> that's one. was crazy. A and I had that the mullet. Insane. And that's a Ralph Lauren shirt, right? So I had the whole thing going I was the only kid in the world that wanted short hair and my parents wanted long hair. Nobody did that, but this is this is what I got stuck oh, with. You thank you mother, appreciate that. Uh So anyways, Starnes is here. The TA thing sucks. I that's such a good dude and I mean he was ready to pop. Uh Starnes Jonathan uh commented on the stream a minute ago, you aren't here and things are, are working out uh, for the good guys. Um, do you think U of H will move up in the AP poll? I'm going to say no, because you let a 21-point lead evaporate. But, now, there was a loss ahead of you. Uh, Arizona lost, I think, today. The num- uh, it was hard to figure anything out. That Wi-Fi sucked at Toyota Center. I'm not a fan of Toyota Center. Uh, give me Fertitta
2: every day of the year. Uh, I don't think you go up, Starnes, do you? Um, I think they'd probably need another loss to do that. Um, yeah. It looked like they were going to move up after that first half. And towards the second half, they were pl- playing as well as they had all year. Uh, but then it all came sort of crashing down a little bit. Uh, you guys, I was listening to you guys, you guys mentioned the Alabama game and looked exactly like that to me. Yeah. And uh, they really did. And cuz Alabama abandoned their
1: offense too.
0: Yeah. And sometimes they, when they, there's nothing when there's nothing flowing, you just have to and just hope for the best, you know. So unfortunately. Well, I think they left. they
1: noticed, they saw that it had happened before. See, we got another background when we have three people, <laughs> we got a Galen focused background. Uh Yeah, yeah mm, That's what I was thinking. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about moving up in the AP. That does not matter right now. Depends You're where you need matter. to be, numbers yeah. wise. Um, and Emmanuel told us after the post game. So we go after the game, we go to a press conference. We had to do AM's first, and that was terrible. And uh, their coach is a little. But and then you did U of H's cool press name, conference. Though. It's a great name. Like Uh, Skippy would be a better name, but that's fine. Um, But after the press conference, sometimes players will take additional questions. And Starnes caught the first half and I caught the second and we somehow crossed. And Emmanuel was asked, do you think a game like this is good? Is it helpful? And immediately he said, hell yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's something we like, you know, you like to be challenged. There is benefit to the kind of games you've played to this point. But there's also benefit to, okay, we got to grow up now. And I think you saw a lot of growth from Jojo Tugler, especially a lot of people might be down on him, but he did not make the crazy fouls that he's been making just dumb fouls. I mean, he got two in 13 seconds in the first half. And ended up with four, I believe. So he played smart. He played smarter. He came back in the first half after two fouls. Um, but I thought he showed some maturity. He struggled sometimes with that split where Wade would would split it. Uh, he was wide, is what Kelvin said. I thought it during yeah. the game. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Starnes, what did you get out of today? What did you think? What are your highlights?
2: Yeah, takeaways, that's
1: the word, takeaways.
2: I think in terms of, you know, the game itself, if you think you know, maybe this is a, you, whether you feel good or bad out of it. I don't know if you feel either way just from the game itself. You saw you saw them play as well as they had all year, and you also saw them play as bad as they had all year. Um, but at the same time, you know, these games, this kind of game, the Xavier game, the Utah game to some extent, uh, it's better now than later. Uh you're about to go well it's it's gonna happen later right yeah and um it's also better that you win uh doing it and
0: that's what I was gonna say it's It's always good to have like uh like growth games like this and you're still able to win because it's always better to learn from like a success like the vibe is better like it's just you know it's always, it's always better to learn from difficult games when you come out victorious, you know. So I'm glad they let, won.
1: Let me ask you something. So tomorrow's a day off, right? They're going to come back Monday, and Kelvin's going to have 36 hours to process. And is that going to be a harder day? Is it going to be an easier day? Obviously, he's going to, you know,
0: the film session is going to be brutal, Mm. but what's that day like? Uh, my experience. Um, well, you were there for a while. Yeah. But it's just like, it it depends on how it happens. You know, it's not like they were getting beat on just laziness and just bonehead mistakes. It was more so like a, a good player was making some good plays. And it's just, like, the shots that – like, he, I think he was 10 for 22. The shots he Mm -hmm. was taking, he could have very much been four for 22. Like, if you're – like, if those are the type of shots that beat you, that's you just kind of got to live with that. You know, it's not like our guys were playing lackadaisical. He was just hitting some – and it's like, Jamal was on him. Like, it was – he was on him. Anybody else probably would have missed those shots. Like, if if they played tomorrow, he probably doesn't make those same shots. So, I mean, it's just – I feel like Coach Simmons. One thing that I will, I will admit, he has a great pulse for the team, meaning mm-hmm. it, like he kind of knows what they need and knows what they need to learn from games based on what happened. And it's just like a game like that, a, a guy just kind of catches fire, and it's not like it's just we're just losing them. It's just you just gotta live with that at the end of the day. I think that's fair. I mean, you're the guy that played. I don't know a damn thing. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes. Yes, I did grow up in Louisiana. The best way to grow up in the whole wide world. Uh, Y'all should try it someday. Uh, So in this game, there was a lot of dribble the ball kind of the sides and skip past it across or, or throw it across. And Kelvin said that that was part of the game plan. Explain to me, Galen, why that is something you'd want to do. And, and
0: I don't understand, I guess, because they look dangerous well, to me. Well, when you – obviously, J1 he's an experienced player. And I, he was the one that was making those cross-court passes. And uh, if you know what they're going to do when the ball enters the post and you have a guy who's able to pass – um. It can, it can work to your benefit. And uh, one thing that, uh, like, Coach Sampson, he used to say that, like, um, people would question why he doubles a post on bigs who can't pass. And it's just like, well, why would not? I? He can't right. pass. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, we have Sounds a like guy like Jaywon who's smart, who's who comfortable in that situation, and who's able to make those reads, and knows what he's looking for. Um, yeah, I don't know why a and would have doubled him because that's, that doesn't make sense to me, knowing the type of caliber player he is. But, I mean, I'm glad they did because it helped us build a cushion that helped us win the game. I'm going to tell you, Starnes and I were at practice Thursday,
1: and Jawan was there. He was wearing that, that leg sleeve that he had on today. But he was not doing his normal post-game activities. The shooting drills, the the 101, uh, he just stood at the free throw line and missed a lot of free throws, Juwan, a lot, a lot. But I thought it's possible he didn't play. And Starnes asked him, and I asked him in private after, and then I asked him again today before the game, and he was like, yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing. I was like, I just, I mean, from where he was early in the week, to what I saw Thursday, I thought it's possible he doesn't play. And then what does he do? He had seven assists. He three assists from a triple
0: double. Could have had, could have easily had more. Yeah, but 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 one, he's a he's a gamer, and like Kosambi always says, "Pain is an opinion." And It is like once the ball's tipped in the air, you got that adrenaline flowing. You know, you're in the Toyota Center. It's your it's your senior year, number number four team in the country. Is like, why wouldn't you play? You know, like the, the adrenaline alone will propel you, you know, to not even feel the pain. But I'm glad he did play, for sure.
1: Yeah. Let's take a look at some comments real quick. Um, Galen, Damian Dunn is struggling. How do we get them going? Can
0: we get him going? I'll answer the second part. Yes. Yeah. You answer the first part. Yeah. Um. It's just going to come with, you know, the season is full of, For anybody, it's full of highs and lows. And it's just obviously it's a big adjustment uh, for him coming from Temple to Houston and the demand and what's expected of him every single day. But it's just like when you do something every single day, eventually you're going to have a breakthrough. It's like it's only only when you stop being consistent, that's when nothing is going to go in your favor. So it's just like he's definitely going to get over whatever hump or, or low that he's in. It's just a matter of time. I and like Damien is definitely a high character kid. I was around him this summer. High character t- kid, very competitive dude. So it's just like I know, I know he like he definitely got a lot of dog in him. So it's just like it's only a matter of time before he picks up, picks up what's going on.
2: And I think Kelvin. I think after last game or over Zoom, he said that Damien was starting to turn a corner and practice mm-hmm. a little bit. Practice, yeah, practice a little, practice better. Um, that's the first. That's it. the first step. Uh, yeah.
1: So I did a one-on-one with Jamal on Thursday and I asked him who's getting better. And without hesitation, he said, Damien. I was like, why? He's like, he's starting to put good days together. And I asked him to keep going on that. he's like, Thursday was his best day in practice. And you can see him starting to build momentum. And Galen, you've told me this before, but you have played with professional teams now, several uh, across a couple of continents. The practices that you have at Houston are not like the practices anywhere else, right?
0: Correct. <laughs> Correct. So I remember, Tom, I remember it's just a little weird story. I was just this, maybe my mind went back to it. But uh, when I was playing Summer League my rookie year with the Spurs. It was this guy um, who was on my team. His name was Thomas Robinson. He went to Kansas. He was like the number five pick. I remember he, him. He's a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, yo, young fella. He was like, you going too hard. Just chill. <laughs> and I was like, bro, this all I know. <laughs> like, man, I was like, me turn- going from college to professional, it was such a culture shock because I was so used to, like, going all in and practice. I didn't know how not to. You know, like it was, it was, it was, it, was, it was, that was actually difficult for me to do, but I was able to. I was able to tone it down.
1: But you managed just,
0: to, to chill? Yeah, to chill a little bit. But okay. it's just like, in order to be, to be good at, at, at Houston, you have to learn to practice because by you getting good at practice, that means you understand the seriousness and the culture. You know, like when you're able to stream and the importance of having a string of good days together. And uh, Coach Samson, he always says, you have to earn the right to play good. And it was just like, whenever somebody had a good practice, they always had a good game. Somehow okay. some way that always happened. Um, I think that's
1: one of the things that people don't understand mm-hmm. is that you can learn to shoot free throws better and you can learn to block out a rebound better. But learning to practice is, is just a foreign concept to most people, right? Yeah. But different. I hear it time and time again from y'all that yeah. it's a, it's, it's a skill set of learning. It, it re- how it to requires,
0: practice. It requires a very high level of focus because the demand is so high and the details are so meticulous. Like it, it really does require a very, very high level of focus to be able to practice with coach Samson and be able to string together a series of good days.
1: That's interesting. That's mm-hmm. you're not getting that on pod slamma jamma. Uh, <laughs> We all feel that way. Terrence is a good dude. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a barrage of threes from one player like this. I asked Starnes this question during the game. When was the last time a guy
2: dropped 30-plus on a U of H team? And I just can't remember. I looked it up. It was uh, it was Kendrick Davis in the AAC Championship okay. uh, when Marcus Sasser wasn't playing. I don't think don't. Okay, think so that game didn't even count. I don't even remember it. I was there. I don't remember
1: it. So
0: that doesn't matter. Uh very much it definitely rarely happens. on.
1: Should have beaten Kentucky. Man. You're up four with about a minute to play. And I've always blamed you.
0: <laughs> Just kidding. You know what's funny uh, though about that? Like I remember like that year, one day me and Monty. We was uh we were going to torches in a uh, rice village, and uh, we was no no it was on Shepherd it was we didn't go to we, okay then we why we together yeah we left I got some gas and we were just talking like damn bro like we really top twenty five, and then, Monty was like yeah bro that shit kind of crazy I was like bro we really can fuck around and like and this was probably in like January, and he was like bro we I was like we can fuck around and probably beat Kentucky he was like oh my mama we probably can. And, like, it was just crazy. Did he say, on guy. my mama? Yeah, he said, like, yeah, we probably can. And then, like, obviously we lost, but it was like that was definitely, like, we definitely had the ability to win that game. And it was kind of just surreal for that to have happened, knowing, like, the conversation we had. Pretty cool. Did you know that you were 5-0 and versus A&M in your career? Got to be talking about my daddy. I've never played again. It was Florida A&M,
1: Curryview oh. <laughs> A&M three times, and Alabama A&M. And this is the kind of research we do here. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, U of H hasn't played A&M in, in years. Um, I think Tom Penders was the last time we went to Reed Arena, uh, I remember. And so that would have been 15 years ago. Um, but, yeah. So congratulations for your 5-0 and career. Uh, against AM. I appreciate that, Ryan. I appreciate that. Man. Anything for you, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, seven assists. That was pretty good. They said, or Kelvin said, that's how they designed the game plan this week. Uh, that was the whole plan. And, you know, they don't tell me these things. They don't tell me he'll be fine. He'll be ready. And he's going to have maybe his career high in assists. And I'm thinking the guy's not even going to play because he wasn't moving on Thursday. And
2: Have you thought about it shows asking, you
1: I don't know. Thought about asking what? If he's going to get seven assists. I didn't. I asked if he was going to play. See, I was stupid. I was first level. I didn't go next level.
0: Yeah. That's the one but, thing about Coach, man. If like He's so clever with making adjustments – it's like he just sees the like, sees things from, like, a different scope. It's, it's actually very impressive. What do you mean by that? Like, him knowing what someone is going to do, and obviously it was a career night for J-1 uh, in terms of assists, but, like, obviously he practiced with those guys every day. He knows what they're good at and, it's like, being confident enough to end one of your guys to know that he's able to make those plays against at that high of a level against that good of a team. You know, it's just like it's. It really is impressive, and then for that to be the game plan, like that—that's pretty impressive, in my opinion.
1: So this was a, a a Kellen Scout. So he did the scout for this. He's been working on it for two weeks, mm-hmm. and Anm. I think the what was the guy's name that didn't play Radcliffe, something like that. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, Radcliffe. Um, and you couldn't have known that he wasn't going to play. Uh, if he does play, I think. UH probably loses this game. Uh, probably not. But then maybe it changes how they they run offense and, and yeah, yeah. You know, you never know. You can't. I I hate when people say that. Well, if this guy, well, you don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, Galen, are these jackets vegan? Uh, I don't know what that means, but I think it's a great question. Uh, uh-huh. And he's talking about the the granddaddy those beautiful
0: jackets vegan uh i'm vegan. guessing not i'm guessing i can't guess i don't. Even I mean that, that cougar
1: does not I mean, look
0: to be vegan to I me mean, but that, that dude wearing it though that's a that's a good looking dude
1: really i've that's never heard you say dude,
0: that man. i'm just 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 out here just to state my opinion you know
1: okay um So what we're going to do something, and I was thinking about doing it today, and I just didn't get around to it. I have a couple of those jackets, and we're going to give them away. Mm. We were supposed to auction them off last year, and we got a fake bid, and it went to hell. Damn. And so we're going to give them away. But here's the problem. They're signed by the entire team from last year, which means two first-round draft picks. Yeah, and some guys that could really play, and Jawan Roberts. <laughs> and we're gonna figure out a way, we're gonna give one away in the next week or two. I don't know, and then we're gonna give one away at the start of Big 12 season. Mm. Um, Galen, what are your favorite Jordans? I would have never thought to ask you this.
0: You know, it's kind of like asking me what's my favorite type of music it depends on how i feel you know okay they could gonna be but it's like i guess i like i like uh i like ones ones threes elevens it's depending on whatever day you catch me man but definitely ones are a nice aesthetic for sure start your favorite
2: Everyone have runs. you okay
1: so so again back to Jawan. we were talking last week and i asked him because he does not practice in the shoes he plays in and that blew me that blows me away mm-hmm. and he was practicing in some crap i've forgotten but he plays in zions and i don't know anything about and so i was like because they're different colors right that's how mm-hmm. i know the difference i'm old i don't know shoes i think he That's what it was. Thank you. I was trying to think numbers, but it's Lucas.
0: okay, big dog. Yeah. Attention to detail. So
1: he practiced in Lucas, but then this Thursday, he was practicing in a whole different pair. So when you played, you still play, but when you had like a big Jordan contract that you could depend on, did you practice in a different pair of shoes or was your gamers, you just wore everywhere? Like, game practice whatever yeah,
0: it was uh there were certain shoes i never wore in a game and that i always wore to practice it was like i guess the ones that look the best you kind of want to save them for you know when that when you're on television and okay. the ones that uh you know that you're don't look as good you're able to kind of you know scuff up and get dirty because you you know how practice gets that that shit is like oh my god i'm so when
1: somebody's so pretty like you what does it matter what their shoes
0: look like Hey, man, as they say, if you look good, you play good, you play good, they pay good, man. So if you feel like your shoe is on point, you might, you know what I'm saying, have a nice little – if you if you just look down and be like, damn, my uniform look clean, my shoes look elite, man, you might go crazy that night, man, you know?
1: Okay. Um, is that real leather, fake leather, faux leather? It's leather. <laughs> there you go. Terence Arsenault perhaps tore his Achilles in his right leg. They're going to figure it out.
0: I hope it sums I,
1: weird. It just felt like it was kind of a. It was a foregone conclusion. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe you're right. Um,
2: I didn't even see the play. I just saw him hopping down. I thought he sprained his ankle or something like that. I, I really on, thought it was on. an ankle. Are we, are we,
0: are we that, answering questions from a guy who has? Baylor as his- <laughs> we've been
1: answering his questions for three weeks. I mean, shit. Come on, brother. I'm have with some dec- you. Some he's, decorum. He's, hey, he's, he's asking good questions. This is a terrible question. Cause I don't know a damn thing about Jordan's. Um, Michael, <laughs> he was a good one. Um, so yeah,
2: I don't know anything about that. Uh, who do you guys think needs to step up? If you know, if this Terrence Achilles thing is is true, which we think it is, who is it? Malik? Is it Ramon?
0: Because uh, you know
2: they they played ten guys, but it's really a top eight that they that they. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, it's just more so like a, a next man up kind of joint fulfillment position. You know, um, a de- an opportunity is definitely going to present itself, and uh, you know, I guess through competition, we'll see who who takes advantage of that, that opportunity, um, but two I know years all ago, our, you said, what? go ahead, Go ahead. I'm about to say, I know all of our guys the work that they put in and how bad they want to succeed. Um, so it's just, I'm excited to see who's that guy, you know, cause I remember whenever Marcus and Tremont, whenever they got hurt that allowed Tajay to flourish and nobody, yeah. nobody was expecting him to be able to perform at that. Not that he couldn't, but it was just more so like, They'd never seen he, it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, um, I'm not saying that's that might happen at this point with this situation, but I'm just saying that like I'm excited to see which guy will be able to take advantage of the opportunity that, that's presenting itself.
1: Ramon Walker also stepped up. Yeah. Uh yeah. for that team. And he's mm-hmm. got a chance to do it now. Yeah. Um you felt really good about your bigs, your fours, and your fives. And you lose Terrence and it's like, oh. What what do we can do? What's gonna happen? You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's got to be um, Ramon or they only played eight guys today, mm-hmm. and you know what do you do at that four spot, three four? It's rough, and now, so
0: Terrence, I, is, Terrence is a he's a very big wing. Yeah, so like that, like and there's just a lot of times like especially late in March, it comes down to to matchups. And um I can mm-hmm. recall like my senior year um
1: I like when team. you say I can recall like you're not 25 years old but I'm just saying Come it, on, just, it, just, it just it
0: just took it just took me it just took me In back In my to day I, uh, it took me back to I remember we were playing Cincinnati and my matchup was uh Jerron Cumberland and he was every bit of 6'6" 230 and it's just like I'm a good defender but it's just like I have a cap like that's a that's a big dude and he was just kind of using his size. I have a cap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like I know it's hard to believe, but it's just like coach has to make the adjustment to put Nate on him. And Nate is Nate six four, six five, like two fifteen. And it's just like, you know, so it's like losing a guy like Terrence, that can definitely hurt you in March because you know, a lot of times in March, games are decided by mismatches and what you can attack. And you know, Terrence he has good size as, at the wing position, great mobility. Um, and he could obviously stretch the floor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't no cap in my rap though.
1: Yeah. I don't understand anything you say sometimes. (laughs) Ryan, you, Ryan,
0: you, Ryan, you a cool dude, man. I don't know if you've been told that before, but you all right, man. You, you alright, Ryan.
1: I am an elderly. (laughs) I am not a cool dude. Uh, this is why it's called the Godfather. Galen was the first guy, the first one they focused on, and
0: Jay-C. they brought it in with him. So yeah, JC man, I man, I, he was my teammate in the AU. That's crazy. Good old JC. Yeah, All right, man. Shout out to Coach Sampson for for recruiting your boy, man. I hate to make this about me but one thing coach Sampson, like um <laughs> what no no i'm not i this, hate to not, this make is, this, a, this about is, me like says so the guy is, that, that only talks me. about him no wow. this, is not, this is not about me but this is like one thing that i can appreciate that he did he didn't say we were going to win he told like he he tells you how you're going to how you're going to win you know it's like there's a plan okay. there's a method you know what i'm saying it's like it's anybody can talk about winning games cuz obviously it's easy to say but it's very hard to do and it's like he has a plan on how he's going to each and every game, you know. So and
1: he like, sold you on that in recruiting,
0: right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tells me this is how we're gonna win. Like it's it's real simple formula, it requires discipline, which is hard to do, but it's doable.
1: Yeah. Jalen played way bigger than his size. I look at you and these little arms, uh
0: you know to your crazy? right and to your left. You know, it's my arm span is like six, six. Your wingspan. Yes. So be careful. Be careful talking about my arms, Ryan.
1: (laughs) Your, your length is not what I'm talking about. I mean, they're just, they're, they're adorable.
0: Uh, (laughs) Ryan, you wild bro. That's crazy.
1: I just figured there's not a lot of white guys that can talk shit to you like this, but you're in Orlando and I'm in Houston and you know, what the hell, uh, (laughs) What's up, Galen? Uh, We'll just have actual conversations between Galen and people that are commenting. I think that's a cool, that's nice,
0: that's a nice little interactive thing you got going, man. That's that's, how did you do that? That's pretty cool.
1: Uh, it's magic, it's the internet. Listen here,
0: oh, brother, Andy Andy Yanez, Jesus Christ.
1: I'm sorry that your show is over and you have nothing (laughs) else to do on a Saturday night than watch us. I'm gonna go have a steak in a few minutes, uh, Andy Yanez. But no ne- if it's not Frenchies it's a steak. It's kinda where we go. That's how my hey, diet is. Hey, so I'm gonna you, die like, at forty five.
0: how you like your steak, man? You look you look like a bloody type guy. Like you that like it's my medium rare. Hey, That's man.
1: why they call him the godfather, is he does his homework. He <laughs> <I can't laughs> understands what's going on. <laughs> I like a medium rare, big red cut right in the middle. I asked, so the, the team went to, uh, uh, I don't even remember the name of it. They went to a steakhouse last year with Mattress Mac. And I asked the guys, how do you eat your steak? And none of them had a clue. Oh, well, however Ryan eats it. Is, and they were talking about Ryan Elvin, Ryo, not me. Uh, and was like, what do you mean? You don't know. And it's like, uh, okay, what steak did you have? Uh, uh, uh. It's like, come on, guys. And Jamal was like, uh, it's not dead enough. It needs to be more dead. <laughs> and, and likes his really cooked. And, and I'm going to teach him. I'm gonna, I mean, Forgive I think that. I have another year with Jawan, And me and him are going to have our own little spinoff. We're going to do a show together.
0: And I'm going to just teach him the ways of the world. Forgive uh, that young brother, for he knows not what is good for him. My boy is eating a tire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That boy's like it's like, well done. You're gonna be chewing that
1: for hours, <laughs> Rusty. I'm gonna tell you something. If I die by steak, I've lived a great life. Hey, that's a good, if that's, that's a what death, kills brother. me, that's a great death, uh, right? I put it on my tombstone. Died by steak. <laughs> Died by ribeye. Uh, I'm. This is a question for you, and I'm. I'm curious what you think.
0: Would Kelvin I- be interested in a seven footer? I mean, it's not who wouldn't, but it's you don't like, say uh, no. Yeah. But, but then you kind of like, have uh, to tailor everything to a seven footer. Yeah, right? He just, he just has to, to fit, be able to fit the system, you know? Um, Cause it's Coach Simpson. He's not like a, um, he's not a big, like a uh, height guy. Uh, he's a big heart guy. It's like on my team, we started, like it was, it was me, Rob, and Corey. That was the three starting guards. That's the average height of six foot and a half. And then we had Devin Davis at six five and a half, and Breon Brady at six six. Led the top ten in the country in rebounding, so he's not really overly sold on just length because he's an old fashioned type dude. He's not, really but he likes
1: he likes length in terms of yeah, wings. But it's just like
0: he's more. If, if but he, if
1: you can be six eight or six nine. And be seven and a half feet wide,
0: yeah. That's a lot yeah. bigger deal to him. He's he's more concerned with the heart, the yeah. heart that you have, you know, and um I feel like that wins a lot more basketball games and a guy having big hands and having long arms, you know? So I think a lot I, of seven
2: footers maybe can't move well enough on defense yeah. Yeah. for this. If team, you
1: remember Taco Fall pick and roll was a seven foot guy. And and he struggled in a lot of ways. I mean, you would think that guy is is going to the NBA and is going to make a ton of money. And and you know, it just didn't work out quite that way. He's like
0: his greatest weapon is his greatest weakness.
1: Yeah, there. Look at you. Yeah,
0: you're a poet. Yeah, I spend a lot I of time mean, with Coach. You're EE Cummings, hey, is what hey, you no, are. None of none of these none of these things are mine. These are all stolen from the book of Kelvin.
1: That's fine. Nothing is original. Facts. It just isn't. We're all taken from somebody. Galen Robinson, number one. Corey Davis, 1A. Really like that guy. New Orleans boy. South Louisiana boy. Uh, uh, People are saying horrible things on the internet uh, about me, and I don't like it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yes, I did say Frenchie's. Thanks, Nate. Nate Rowland's my guy. Love that guy. Uh, Rare, medium, rare, all the way. You guys, uh, uh,
0: okay. I, I, all right. Uh, We need an interpreter uh, for these for these comments, man.
1: uh, The Frenchie's is what will kill you. Frenchie's. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Starnes, where'd we go to dinner Thursday night after practice? Frenchie's chicken. We went to Frenchie's. Friday at lunch, I took Brad Towns and we went to Frenchies. We went to Guy V and and toured the whole thing, uh, and then went to Frenchies. And I didn't have Frenchies last night. I had to go to way up in the suburbs, uh, and I'm having steak tonight. But uh, I, it's just not a bad way to live. Not a bad and way. I'm really go. happy. It sounds
0: like it's really good to be you, Ryan. Frenchies, Frenchies, steak, steak. Damn. I'm going
1: to tell you something damn brother i would usually say that it's not really good to be me <laughs> but maybe it is maybe i've gotten it wrong all this time um and i mean i you know i keep the weight okay i keep i work out i, I yeah. you know i try to not be a complete old man uh and and andy Giannis says is have to support one of my sort of boss employers and a big supporter of your basketball team, Andy. I am. I am like the Tillman Fertitta of yes, prep basketball. And what's uh, <laughs> the record these days? Yeah, how's your record, Andy? How's number four? I love that kid. Uh, thoughts on UT LSU? So I I got to that game middle of the first half, and I talked to people and and was you know schmoozing and trying to do all the things I'm not good at, mm-hmm. and. I looked up, and LSU's down twenty-five or something. And you know, I'm an LSU guy. Uh, I was there for Shaq and Stanley Roberts, and and you know, some really good teams, and then some pretty bad teams. And it just wasn't it wasn't interesting. I mean, they're getting killed, and I don't think Texas played that well. I don't think anybody played defense in that game. Uh, but yeah. then LSU chipped yeah. back and chipped and chipped, and then they kind of got screwed by the refs. And I'm not a big screw with the refs guy,
0: but you know sometimes they yeah. take it out of your hands. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, but I don't this LSU that. team is per, not yeah, good. I don't. I personally don't think LSU is good, and I feel like I can I can speak on it because one of my best friends he's like on the staff there. But uh, in terms of the officiating, I will say that our game was probably that was probably the best officiated game I've. Seen. It was
1: pretty clean.
0: Very in the very, second very, half, very,
1: especially. Um very, I mean AM well shot AM shot a lot more free throws than U of H, but but it was like they were fouls. Like Yeah, they were, were fouls, they were
0: for sure. Like
1: not a I'm, little, I'm um, a big fan of getting to the last minute and there's only four fouls on you because mm-hmm. the team can't just you know foul, foul, foul mm-hmm. and put you at the line. Uh but you screwed up on an inbound. Uh, can you explain this rule to me, Galen? Because my understanding is not perfect on this. There are certain stay here, don't move. You have to inbound yeah, yeah, it here. Yeah. And then after a made shot, you can kind of go.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So on the, on the baseline, after you make a shot, you have the freedom to move. If the ball, if it's like a, di- like only after a made shot though, but if it's like a okay. dead ball and you inbound it from the baseline, you can't move. And right. on the sideline, so, side you can never move.
1: Never move, right? Never move, Okay. Yeah.
0: And it's just like uh, the fact that like the ref caught that because when Dame moved, like I was like, I didn't see it. And they told the replay, and was like he moved like five feet. And I was like, Damn, yeah, that was a suit. Like, there's no denying that. Like, you can't say, like, oh, damn, that's a bad call. It's like, no, nah, but
1: well, and it was time. weird because it was the guy across the court. Across,
0: yeah. yeah. the best. Move. Uh,
1: and I thought he was saying that he stepped on the line. I was like, yeah. How the hell are you calling? But then when you looked, it was like, oh, and yeah, you think, that I happened. remember
0: like the, the camera zoomed on name, and uh, I read his up. He was like, Yeah, I moved. I'm like, They showed a replay. I'm like, Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it moved. Yeah. You did.
1: Taco Fall did beat U of H. I think it was the first loss at Partida. It was the day college game day was in the house, and uh, y'all pooped the bet. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you
1: yeah. really did, but there's not I, been a lot I, of I, uh. Not been a lot of losses
0: in that building I remember that game. I had, like, a bad fall, and, like, I remember not knowing where I was. Like, it it, it was, like, I I really shouldn't have played, actually. But then, like, I passed all the protocol tests, and then I remember J.H., uh, John Houston, the trainer, he had asked me, like, Galen, what day of the week is it? And I just took a guess, and I was right. (laughs) I was like, Damn. Thank God I'm going to be able to play. But, like, I passed all the protocol stuff, but it's like looking back, I was like, bro, how did I even end up here? Like, I was just like, damn. Man, that was a bad day for Cougar basketball. Yeah, I remember that.
1: It was a February game, and U of H was yeah. playing at Minute Maid in the, the – uh-oh, there went Galen. The, never <laughs> touch your camera. Never touch your camera because the only thing that can happen is bad. Uh <laughs> U of H was playing baseball at Minute Maid and y'all were at Fertitta. So we went to mm-hmm. college game day and then it was a later game. So college game day ends at 11. We went to Minute Maid, watched baseball and came back and saw y'all. And it was complete failure all around. I think lost baseball, lost the basketball. But yeah. game day was a pretty cool experience. Definitely uh, was. Definitely
0: Galen, answer this question. Where is Corey now? Corey is in Europe right now. Uh, I think he uh I think he's in Spain, that ain't bad. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay. He, yeah. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, he yeah, Corey doing all right for sure. Yeah.
1: Would you prefer to play in Europe like you did last year in France or play in the league you're in now? In the G League? <sighs>
0: That's a great question, man. That's I feel all I like, do, baby. Um, I just asked like, you a great I feel question. like being being abroad is like you're in a foreign country. You get to see a new way of life. Um, there's a lot of new stuff, you know, and uh, and I do feel like everybody should go abroad in once in their life because it's just like a different experience. You just see, complete, like, everybody, like, I remember in games in France, everybody smoked cigarettes. And I Inside? Like, no, 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 not inside, but it's like at halftime during the game, we come back in and everybody will step out for a halftime smoke and they'll bring the smoke back in. And it's like a little white cl- – it's just like, damn. Like, y'all couldn't stay out – like, y'all couldn't wait till after the game? Like, now we got to breathe that – now we got to breathe that in. But if you watch like-
1: videos from the NBA, like in the 70s, when guys – people were smoking in the arena. Yeah. Like, MSG, all you yeah, see is yeah, smoke. You can't even see the, the yeah. overhead. Uh, Yeah. So – and you were in a part of France, kind of in the Alps, and it just snowed. I mean, the whole time you were there, it was just – no, Before it is, snow. No, it
0: was just it was just super cold.
1: Wow. Like super well, that's cold. not was, fun.
0: Yeah, but in Germany, yeah, it was snowing like crazy. For sure, I miss Frenchies. oh me too.
1: Sorry. And I had it yesterday. <laughs> uh, uh, Andy Yanez says that his team is three and five overall and two and one in the district, which is great. We saw his team lose by fifty points, so. Damn,
0: uh, Ryan. Well, I'm just saying. Damn, it, it Ryan,
1: was his first is, game, Coach. Hey, bro. I'm going to tell you something. No, 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 no. We're 54 minutes into this. I'm going to talk. I'm going. I'm going to give you truth. Andy Anas had been a coach for 13 seconds, and he called timeout. And I, it was that, the most amazing. Was awesome. It was the ballsiest thing I've ever seen. But also, the what the hell are you doing, son? Yeah. But they set up in a defense he wasn't ready for and he called timeout to fix it and uh, he did not
2: fix it well he said he uh, said he was telling them that they were going to press they pressed and the kids weren't ready for it, so he called a timeout okay well really whatever
0: coaching to me man call a timeout let your guys regroup shout out to you Andy
2: yeah shout out i
1: guess and uh so gokooks.com which is our website you should subscribe on youtube and Facebook, and just the website in general. But Andy had a need for basketballs for his program. And I was like, sure, we'll, we'll buy you a basketball. He's like, we need three. I'm like, sure, we'll buy you three. And I was like, what's that, like 30 bucks?
0: It's like 300. And
1: he was like, "It was." he was like, and "He sent me, I mean, it's like $90 for a basketball. And I had no, I mean, this is how old I am, Galen. I had no idea. I'm like an old man trying to give somebody a quarter, like here you go, son. no that it doesn't work, but happy we were able to get this team to three and five overall uh yeah, let's see uh there's no game tomorrow you off day uh Galen Andy wants to know what do you think about
0: Willie Fritz uh. He just he he gives me like um, Coach Sampson vibes in his own way. He just seems like a, a really good teacher to me. Like as, as far as like the stuff he was saying and how he's going about, you know, just his demeanor. I guess um, I definitely have high high, and I'm very hopeful that uh, we're gonna have a good football team in the years to come with his under his leadership. But uh, he definitely seems like somebody that um, I wouldn't mind playing for based on you know, what I've seen from him. Like, and he said something like he says something in one, and I think one of his pressures that Cole Sampson had, he, he said for years. And I was just like, damn, this brother might know his stuff. Yeah. uh, Absolutely. Andy.
1: Yeah. That Andy. Uh, Okay. So let's wrap this up with some final thoughts. Darns, what were your overall thoughts for the day? What
2: you saw, and going forward. Um, I mean, good win. Uh, good to get a win. It's the best team they played, and they they pulled it out. Um, you know, there're definitely things that tighten up, but it's good to have this type of game now. This type of game, like Xavier, this A M game, like those type of games now, especially you know as you. You're two weeks away from uh, a gauntlet, mm. and <clears throat> that's that's sort of the main takeaway. Uh, losing Terrence Arsenal is a big deal. Yeah, um, I think this team has very,
0: very, very big deal.
2: Good depth to uh, respond from it that I think last year's team probably didn't. Um, but uh, I think it'll be interesting to see in the next. You know, however many games is who's gonna be who's gonna step up and be the I think, you know, eighth guy, who's gonna be or the seventh guy, whoever whether whoever whether it's uh Ramon, uh who can play, I think, some of that four in those four guard lineups. Um or maybe Malik Wilson. Malik did not play today, did he? He did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I uh,
0: think what'd you would you do?
1: Great seeing The Godfather.
0: Huh, You're just going to have to that. embrace
1: it. People love calling
0: you that. Yeah, that's, a, that's a cool, I just need a cigar and a nice comfortable couch. <laughs> that's a cool nickname, though. But um, I do, I, I think like um and is a lot similar to Memphis, to where like they're, they're just kind of, it's just chaotic. Yeah. It seems like it's a lot, it's more than five guys on the floor. And um, those types of like getting um, big leads against teams like that, they typically don't last because usually there's slippage by the team that's up, and they're chaotic. Have it, it, they just it, they just come back, you know? So um, but I'm definitely glad we're able to get the dub, and I'm definitely glad that we're able to be able to learn from winning. Um, and I definitely think because this is indicative of how typically a lot of Big Twelve games are going to go. It's going to be down to the wire dogfights. No team is ever out of the fight, you know. So, um, I definitely think this was a good test for us, um, in terms of us being prepared to play in the Big 12. But I'm definitely excited to see us in the Big 12, you know, just seeing us against the teams like Kansas and Kansas State and you know, all those teams that we have marveled over the years. I want to, it's good to see how we are going to measure up to them.
1: Yeah. So, if if you were to meet with Kelvin right now, what would he tell you they learned from this game?
0: i say a lot of times uh, ball clubs, they tend to preach the message of being together mm-hmm. when it's convenient and when there's nothing going on, but it's like when you're in an environment like that in a Toyota center playing against a scrappy good team and being able to withstand, you know, a come a team coming back from down 21 and tying the game. It's easy to crumble and it's easy to fall victim to the crowd and the momentum shift. You know, things of that nature. You got Cole Samson kind of beating you down a little bit like what? Like what do you like? Get back, get back in line, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So um, I do think that like the togetherness of the team and their ability to kind of hone in and still be able to make plays down a stretch. Guys still shoot with confidence. Um, I do think that's a big deal. So I do think the the message is I'm proud of you guys' togetherness and I'm glad you guys were able to gut it out down the stretch because at the end of the day, good, bad, or indifferent, pretty ugly, that the, the bottom line is to win. Go one and for the day, and that's what we did, and the mission was accomplished. So um, I do think that'll be his message, but who knows? You know, Coach Samson, he's a he's an unpredictable guy.
1: Yeah. Uh from covering this program. For as long as I have, I mean, I covered your dad. And that's like, uh, I talk about being elderly and being old, but that's what really makes me feel old is that I covered your father. And I've never heard a team, whether in basketball or any other sport, where the guys are so focused. Not on stats, not on did we look good, not on growth, winning. And it's all about winning. And I had a eureka moment for myself uh, recently talking to Kelvin. And it's like, oh, I've heard you say it's all about winning. Win, win. But I realized that that's the most important thing in life to me is winning. Like this website What we do, I want to win. I want to be the best. And I had never put it together like that. But Kelvin has made you all realize this at a young age, that it's all about winning. You just do whatever you have to do to be a a helper to other people. And if it's your day to shine, great. And if it's not, you know, I'm going to go. I mean, Jawan Roberts did not come here to get seven assists. He just didn't. Yeah, But it was today's plan, and he did it great, and the team won. And that's all that matters. Beating a school like AM in basketball typically has not mattered that much. But where they are in terms of resources compared to where this program is, it's night and day. And so it should be celebrated. I mean, three or four years ago, there were recruits that – it came down to A&M and U of H and it was like neck and neck and you didn't know where they were getting. And I don't remember who that was specifically, man. I just, I can't remember. And it was a pretty big deal and U of H got it. And it was like, okay, you're winning that recruiting battle. And now you think you should win every recruiting battle against A&M. And that's just crazy to say. Yeah. Yeah. So my takeaway is that. The whole point of this program and everything in this program and everything you all build to and work on is to win. And I think Xavier came back and tied the game, and maybe you t- somebody else did. And you just never felt like the
0: game had slipped out of reach. Yeah, I, n- I never really felt like we were going to lose no. if that made sense. I you mean, know, like it, That's I don't the know craziest I don't know thing. What it is, yeah, but it's just like
1: – Because you expect – the guys that play in this program to deliver.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so.
1: And and they do. And, I mean, there was some tension in the arena. And when uh, Emmanuel hits that big three, obviously it popped. But I don't think anybody ever thought that U of H was losing this game. Yeah, yeah. You, you're not happy how it, it crumbled. You're not happy that you were at the rim and you took 12 shots in one possession and missed them all somehow. Uh, it looked like the bubble that y'all play with on yeah. the uh, the top of the rim. Uh, yeah. But you never felt like uh, you were in trouble, and that's a testament to what Kelvin and Kellen and that staff has
0: built. I, I would say he's made the program, like, attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, within in the city of Houston, you got the entire coaching staff is wearing Jordans. Obviously – kids uh, everybody knows what jordans are and their significance and you know you know the 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 pedestal that they're put on um it's just and and we win you know we 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 go out there we play hard how we 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 bully people we impose our will like uh, with the guy john ross no mercy that's that's simply that's the simplest way to put it is no mercy really though like there, there are times like I get bored I go back and watch our old games and it's just like damn we really did use to bully the hell out of people like as small as undersized as we were we really we really used to bully people so um but it has off the coast from to for making the program attractive you know you got all these new facilities in the city of Houston the everything that you can want in the basketball program and it's like even in the summer you got guys such as myself Nate Aubrey Coleman just to say the least, Rob, great core. We're all back at the facility. Yeah. And like it's, it's, you know, it's all the door is always open for guys who, who played for the program. So it's just like, it's definitely something cool to be a part of.
1: All right. Well, that's going to be it for us today. We just did an hour and six minutes on this game. That's pretty cool. I thought this was going to be like 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, great questions and comments. Y'all are making this a lot of fun.
0: Uh, Medium I lie, rare. Man, I appreciate you for having me, man. Goddamn, I, I appreciate it, Ron. This is actually pretty cool. Isn't this it is fun? Cool. Man, it, it really is. Like, I feel like I'm a part of something. Love, love my, just, love my alma mater, man.
1: You're the point guard for this whole thing, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna give you the ball and let you distribute it. And <laughs> we'll just see how it goes. So Thursday night, Texas State uh and then you go into the holiday and then who's next? Penn? I don't remember. And on the third, And then and then you you eventually you get the conference play at some point. Uh Who's who's a,
0: who's a, who's, a, who's a Big 12 opener against?
1: West Virginia, I believe. At the crib. At home. Mm. And then That's you go to Iowa game. State and is it GCU? TCU? GCU. Yeah. So you go to Iowa State midweek and uh i might be the only person there but i'll be there and then we go to fort worth just after that uh and then provo not long after that and you're just right into it and so we'll see and i'm excited to see what this team does and is there a hangover thursday or are you ready to go and typically this team is ready to go Mm -hmm after a second half performance like you saw. So we'll figure it out. Thank you all so much for watching. GoCooks.com, TheDailyCougar.com, and the Birmingham Squadron, right? Yes, sir. All right. Thanks so much, guys. And uh,
2: we'll
0: see you soon. Galen, peace.